0: Coming to you live from the hidden city of Hamanaptra. I think I said that right. It's yeah, the Temple Podcast. <laughs> My name is Bruce, and I may not be an explorer or an adventurer or a treasure seeker or a gunfighter, but I'm proud of what I am, and that's a podcaster. <laughs> with, with me here on the wrong side of the river are two men. First, his body is no longer our temple. It's Chris.
1: Ah, uh, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And second, compared to him, all the other plagues were a joy. It's Andy. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I'll
0: take that. I thought of you guys when they said those things (laughs) in the film. Uh, We are the 10 Point Podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and wherever you watch your YouTube video podcasts because we are also on YouTube. That's the only place you can watch the YouTube ones, I would imagine. Uh, You can find us on all the social media channels, uh, 10 Point Podcast, no numbers, all letters, just 10 Point Podcast. Twitter and Facebook are the main ones. We don't have an Instagram because we are a podcast and Andy's not set one up yet to tell me otherwise. Nope. Uh, Please get in touch. We want to hear from you. And we've just been discussing before the podcast started that we definitely want to hear from you. So let us know what you think of what we've done so far and what specifically you'd like to hear from us in the future. Big plans, that might big be plans. Very important. So, yes, please let us know anything that we have not yet done that you would like to see us touch upon. And of course, head over to 10pointpodcast.com. You can email us directly there. So that's a good place to get in touch if you don't fancy the old social medias. And you can read any of the special articles and bits and pieces and reviews are up on there every week there's something new Andy, do you know off the top of your head what there is new on the, pod, on the nah, podcast it's on the website? Mys- it's a
2: mystery to me as well okay.
0: Okay. Just <laughs> every <laughs> so often we, uh, we get some new articles up on there so keep an eye out, There's uh, nearly every week there's something new up on there uh, ok then, quickly on to what we've been watching this week what have the lads been watching in the last week, Chris what, what's been on, uh, on your television over the last seven days
1: uh, apart from TV series, uh, I actually watched Riddick this week, uh, I'm a big fan of all the Riddick films uh, it's probably when Vin Diesel's at his best, I'd say. So, um, Devil Gets a Thumbs Up from me, I really enjoyed it. Back to being him, just himself, pretty much.
2: I, I hated that film when it first came out, and on a 2nd rewatch, re-watch, I really like it.
0: <laughs> so it does happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it was a
1: shock it was to the going system. Back when i go f- watch all the bad films he doesn't like, so he can like them. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a shock to the system, coming from Chronicles of Riddick, which was a big epic, going back to him by himself. I didn't like that the first time around. Second time around, it
0: makes sense. I think that's the one I've not seen. I've seen the other. I've seen I've seen Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick, but not just yeah. Riddick. Um, so I, I could like it. I cannot possibly comment. I wasn't a big fan of the first two, so it might change my mind. Uh, Andy, what's been what's been your big watch over the last week? Yeah, uh, I watched something. Can't remember what it was again. Classic. and <laughs> <Yeah, it was laughs> <standard.
2: laughs> I've been watching. Been watching a lot of uh, murder things and uh, stuff about the Cecil Hotel. Any oh, any, murder any any no, not quite, Chris. You end. <laughs> Uh, Cecil Hotel—that's that's, that's everywhere now. Whether it be Ghost Adventures, Netflix documentary, or even Discovery's own version of it—don't stay that hotel. Not it's a thumbs down for me in that hotel. Shit, <laughs> shit goes down. Uh, and then, yeah, just a lot of serial killer random shit. Because I've pretty much finished the internet. I've, I've done that. Uh, TV Complete show. It. TV shows I'm pretty much completed, and films I'm pretty much getting there as well. I need, I need cinemas to reopen so I can actually watch some new shit.
0: Uh, I'm sure there was something I watched, yeah. but I can't remember what it was. I'm positive it was, there was, I'm sure. Was it The Little Things? Did you watch The Little Things? Oh, I watched watch? that, yeah. That's that's
2: that's how much I recommend that film. It's <laughs> Forget- forgettable. What's it,
0: the
1: Little Things.
2: Oh, it's got I've like Ra- Rami Malek, Denzel Washington, and Gerard uh, Leto. All star cast. Utterly fucking waste of time.
0: <laughs> like By all, by all accounts, Gerard Leto is getting a lot of um, oh. nominations for awards, surprisingly, coming from it.
2: Everybody's uh, absolutely brilliant in that film, and the story is absolutely brilliant. But then it just... It doesn't end. It just It's a film, and then
0: you, you wait for the ending, it doesn't come.
2: It's the little things. It's the little
0: things. Okay. Uh, I've, uh, I've heard it's an ambiguous ending, which would definitely fit in with what Andy's saying there. <laughs> uh, in terms of me, in the last week, I, I've been very light on the films, because I've been trying to catch up with the boys, the, the, the two boys here. Yeah, the boys! You, so the boys i'm
2: half,
0: halfway through season two so i'm about half a season behind where everybody else is uh, very much enjoying it and it's indeed my kind of thing as i was told by everybody who told me to watch it told me it's my kind of thing and it is um, you're nearly the big... at
1: the best scene ever
0: <laughs> i think he's done uh, the best I'm, scene I'm, ever i'm past the whale if that's what you're talking about uh, chris has gone oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> there he is he's done it's he's done the whale and he's work. done
2: your parenting style as well chris
0: Oh, yes. And uh, yes, the, uh, to avoid spoils for anyone, yes, the, the attempting to fly scene uh, has <laughs> happened as well. But yeah, as Andy says, we, we, we imagine your parenting techniques have come from that. Uh, but yeah, other than the boys, I'm up to date on WandaVision, which is the, the top show going around at the moment. I've been watching that and going mad and it's been scrambling my brain. Uh, but the last film I watched was the original film, not because it's going to get confusing, is The Purge, the first Film that was called The Purge with uh, Lena Hedy and Ethan Hawke in it, which on a rewatch is eh, meh, <laughs> it's alright. I think all the other ones after it are more purgy and they're fun, where they like, can see they had an idea, and it's like, well, we have to make this one first, and then we can get all the good ones afterwards. like, like, just,
2: just like, so. I'm going to be controversial here, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of controversy flying around, especially today. We won't go into this thing, but uh, you haywire. used to. It's gone haywire, hasn't it? Yeah, it's gone a bit haywire. You <laughs> used to are very much in support of. Uh, that person, but hey no, you you both enjoyed that person, but anyway, some more controversy. I would 100% back legalizing a purge. Like, oh, yeah, it, you made those feelings clear more than once, I think.
0: <laughs> I just, On the record,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I probably wouldn't purge personally, but I'm, I'm okay for everybody else because I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea. We're kind
0: of halfway there at the moment. Exactly. The locked be in, locked inside anyway. Well, so, uh, Twelve yeah. hours, once a, a year.
1: Two three years of notice, so I can actually barricade my house, so <laughs> I don't get killed by anybody. <laughs>
0: just work don't out make enemies for them in the first one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. That's what we've been watching. Not, not a, not a big week in the ten point podcast uh, viewing. Theater, Start releasing but, films, uh,
2: you fucking. Company bell ends corporate comments. <laughs> Quote. You want to try
0: that, Okay, on to what the reason for the podcast is today. And that's point number one on the Temple Podcast. What is the point? The point is the 1999 action-adventure fantasy, The Mummy. Brought to us by Universal and Alphaville Films. Based on the Universal Pictures Monster franchise uh, that was first seen in 1932, a version of the movie starring Boris Karloff as Imhotep. Uh, this is a, essentially a 60 years later updated version of that. Written and directed by Stephen Summers, uh, who uh, has his uh, IMDb essentially looks like this. Catch Me If You Can, uh, not that one. uh, A a (laughs) one that came before the Catch Me If You Can, if everyone knows of. Uh, The Adventures of Huck Finn, The Jungle Book, again, not that one, a 1994 live action version (laughs) of The Jungle Book. Deep Rising, then The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, Van Helsing, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, that I'm sure came up on the podcast last week, it did because Channing Tatum's in it. Uh, And then Odd Thomas, he directed and wrote all of those films. Uh, However, there's a lot of writing credits on The Mummy here because obviously it was based on a previous film, a couple of other people helped him write this one as well. They're all films the film
2: that works. star Benny as well.
0: Is Benny in all of them? Oh, yeah. yeah Pretty yeah, much okay, every well, ever, well.
2: ever since The Mummy, everything else you name, like The Mummy Returns, Van Helsing, and
0: uh, Cobra, he's, he's in all of them. Ah, right. Okay. I hadn't realized he was a, a common he's collaborator.
1: Nolan's um, Michael Caine.
0: I look that way. <laughs> yeah, what a comparison there is. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine and Benny, whose name we don't even know. I don't know if I actually got it in my notes anyway, but the chap named Benny. Kevin O'Connor, I think he's called. There you go. It was that, that was Brendan Fraser's character name, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Something else. <laughs> That's uh, Dezel Connor. Talking, talking of Brendan Fraser, he is the star of the film. Uh, his fame coming into this film were the big films that I could pick out from his IMDb prior to this, were Airheads and George of the Jungle, and then it was The Mummy after that. I don't know if there was anything before this that he California was California Man! Of. Is that what he was famous for? He
2: was California Man or uh, Incognito Man or whatever they're called in America. It changed the name. Right, different name in different places.
1: Was Dudley Doolittle before before or after this?
0: Uh, That was around the same time? I think it came just after. I think, or it may have been in production at the same sort of time. Uh, but those are the ones that came beforehand. But since then, the ones I picked out that Renner Fraser, I could see, uh, Bedazzled, Looney Tunes back in action, another oh, yeah. one that comes up a lot, uh, Crash, Journey to the Centre of the Earth, and Doom Patrol, and also, personally for me, a very famous three episode arc in Scrubs that he was in, uh, which was very poignant and very good and just about the height. That the he was dead. Got. But he was ah, <laughs> Revelations, spoiler alert, uh, he was deed. Um But yeah, that's Brendan Fraser's IMDb. Uh, not, I don't know. He's a movie star, but you listen to his list of big time movies. It's it's The Mummy, really, isn't it? <laughs>
1: George of the Jungle. The of George of the Jungle.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, but it's hardly. Like, oh my god! Everyone always goes back every few years to watch George of the Jungle. You should really do it. It's definitely worth coming her. up
2: this month. <laughs> Brace
0: yourself. Okay. Chris okay. Is going to through the
2: Brendan Fraser back catalogue. You've, <laughs> yeah. you've picked his he's season list this week.
0: Uh, along with Brendan Fraser in The Mummy we have Rachel Weisz I think it's Vice was a V rather than a W um, Coming into this we had Chain Reaction, Sunshine, Enemy of the Gates and Constantine I think was just before it uh, And then coming out of it, Lovely Bones, Born Legacy, Oz the Great and Powerful and then more recently The Favourite uh, Which was a big Oscar nominated film a couple of years Enemy ago Enemy of
2: the Gates has got a good scene in it that crystal like
0: Oh really? Aye what you,
2: want to talk about, Andrew? <laughs> you love a little bit of Pervin <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh oh, she is jumping out it. <laughs>
0: um, yes, so that's mm-hmm. Rachel Vice. I can't think of anything that's that's uh, that's been missed out there. But again, she's—I see her as more of a movie star. But she, a lot of dramas that I personally have not seen that uh, could be big, could be good, could be well respected. But I, I did not recognise the name with the very average-sounding names. Uh, they are the main two stars I picked out. I did not pick out anybody else. So all. Oh. You missed the best. Oh, who, who have I missed, then? Who, 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 oh, who my, the DeGeeley. Oh, really? Okay. What's he famous for, then?
2: Gladiator, the Infidel, a bunch of other stuff.
0: Oh, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely Gladiator, I'll give you that much. But he's essentially a stand-up comedian more than, like, a, a big-time actor and any sort of thing like that. I think he's in Bender, like Beckham in as well. Right, okay. He's in about three scenes also in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I missed out John Hanna as well, I thought John Hanna. Uh, he's pretty much in this because he was in Four Weddings and a Funeral and then didn't really do any films again after that, so I pretty much left it there. I think it's Four Weddings and a Funeral he's in anyway, but one sort of mid-90s sort of rom-com. Uh, the Mummy, however, we better get on to the numbers. On a budget of $80 million, it opened in the US for with $43 million. Final US gross $155 million, nearly doubling its budget on home soil. Worldwide raked in $409 million, a Big-time money getter. I think it must be top five or three that we've done on the podcast here. Quite a lot of money. Released 7th of May, 1999. Uh, Its awards went as as follows. It was nominated at the Oscars of 2000 for Best Sound, but lost to The Matrix. It was nominated at the MTV Movie Awards of the year 2000 for best action sequence that was what was called the sand monster scene is what they titled it lost to the pod race from phantom menace that's, that's quite some competition there i, I deserves to win that one and it was nominated at the 2000 baftas uh, for best special effects and once again lost to the matrix they were the big award ceremonies that's all they got uh, no it did not get mentioned at all at the razzies of 2000 i had a look at that Ridden. it won five awards in total but two of them were these previously mentioned german ones that i can't actually work out what they're for because everybody <laughs> wins it's like you've done well at cinema this year seems to be what it's for so it's like a pointy award ac- yeah exactly yeah three actual wins in total one was for the makeup and two were for the music so not exactly uh a, ma- a massive award winner around all of the uh, award ceremonies that like year what in the hell are you drinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a jive or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <a> gigantic <laughs> bottle or something. Sorry for the <laughs> podcast listeners, but He <laughs> just produced a gigantic bottle. <laughs> anyway, uh, on to the synopsis. Uh, I chose not to pick Nick's synopsis this time. It was quite good. I feel like Julian here gave me a bit more depth, and I thought it's something that we could uh, work on a bit better. So here is how the mummy goes. In ancient Egypt, High Priest Imhotep started a forbidden relationship with Ankh-Su-Namun, Pharaoh Seti's mistress. When Seti finds out about what's going on, Imhotep and his loved ones stab him, but can't escape the trustworthy guards. ankh Sunamun chooses to commit suicide while Imhotep is bestowed with the Hom-Dai, the most feared curse of all. He is mummified alive in (laughs) (laughs) Hamunaptra, the city of the dead. More than 36 centuries later, in 1923, to be exact, adventurer Rick leads Egyptologist Evelyn and her brother Jonathan to the mysterious Hamanaptra. While Jonathan is keen on finding the legendary Egyptian treasures, Evelyn wants to search for the Book of the Living, which would clarify a lot in historical knowledge about ancient Egyptians. Unfortunately, they and a rivaling group of careless American adventurers free Imhotep's mummy from its eternal prison. Now, with the ancient and quite agile high priest on the loose, the adventurers and scientists face not only a dangerous enemy but also a massive threat to today's world. Imhotep wants to bring back Su Namun and using Evelyn's body but he also wants to rid the world of the disbelieving crowd of democracy supporters to be able to enforce his tyrannic dictatorship. There you are, got very wordy towards the end there. Uh, we watched The Mummy. I in recent episodes have been caught up with this which version did everybody watch or is there only one version of the mummy <laughs> I didn't realise there was a
2: nah I think this is, a bog, this is a bog standard one
0: as far as I'm aware There's only one and one only version of the mummy yes okay, so there's not going to be any differences i not going to be caught out by the ending was different from what I've oh watched. right, no, right nothing.
2: Now. I thought you meant like
1: the, the one that made like 1920 odd oh
0: right yes nah <laughs> yeah. no, just because I, Bruce I, I, missed an on. ending on Blade yeah Blade confused i got you now 21 Jump Street had an unrated <laughs> version and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, oh yeah, I missed
1: fine. that one, didn't I? The unrated version.
0: Right, so The yeah. Mummy is just The Mummy 1999. Yeah. Okay, Chris, you picked it. Uh, give us a brief explanation of why you picked it.
1: Well, it fitted into my little category that I've got going, and I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed um, or Origins, and I keep thinking, you know this is like The Mummy. And then I thought on the day of picking my movie, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's go for The Mummy. Exactly. I haven't seen it for ages.
2: And why the hell not? I don't do enough action films, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, That's certainly an It is film. true. We did
2: go through the list uh, last week and it was like, fucking hell, Chris does not pick action. And
0: yeah. oh,
2: then last month, uh, last season, because all yous picked nothing but action films,
1: basically.
0: Well, there we go. Maybe we want <laughs> to keep action, action quota up. Uh, yeah, I go. think for The Mummy, I definitely saw it in the cinema and I think I probably saw it maybe once on TV afterwards. But Andy, what channel would we be The Mummy? Where would I see the TV?
2: Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> after, uh, definitely be Sky first, but then then it'll be E4, Film 4, yeah. After?
0: I feel like it's a BBC. I reckon Saturday, yeah. five o'clock, uh, maybe Sunday, five o'clock.
2: No, you'd no,
1: be great, actually, yeah. yeah. I think
0: it's a BBC sort of film. Obviously, yeah, the, other, the premium channels will get it first, but I feel like <laughs> this is a BBC weekend. BBC, we would pay that, that great subscription to, to the, and get a last minute. a party with this film <laughs>
1: but, I don't think like, I started watching this until I was like
2: late teens. that's like, yes, because you didn't start watching films until I started taking you to the cinema. <laughs> that's not true Uh, two thousand
0: ten to whatever. uh, early memories of the mummy? Do you see it at the cinema and stuff?
2: I've definitely seen it in the cinema because my mum's a massive uh, Brendan Fraser fan because she loves George of the Jungle. Uh, And (laughs) yeah, I I remember that being funny. So I thought I was going straight into this and being like an absolute like laugh out loud comedy because that's all I knew Brendan Fraser from. So (laughs) I I was strapped in for the comedy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not quite exactly what you got. On to point two on the podcast then. Point two are the high points, what we think are the best bits, best things about the film. Uh, again, Chris, you picked, so why don't you lead us off with maybe your first couple of high points?
1: Straight off the bat, I've got to say the jump scares. Like, Andrew, I, you, you expect this to be a
2: comedy and, like, fucking shit myself just did, about did, the first ten minutes. Did you shoot yourself when John Hanna jumps out of the coffin?
1: Yep, that's exactly yep. the first <laughs> point I made with jumpers.
2: tell absolutely shut herself. <laughs>
1: You, you kind of knew something was coming, like, and the names as well: Abdul, Muhammad, Bob. And then, <laughs> That's you scary that, Bob. nearly died. <laughs> Fucking Bob. <laughs> um, well, I just do this. I'll go back right to the end as well. As the, the Medjay puts the hand on the Jonathan's shoulder, and nearly died because you think, oh, all happy, blah blah blah, and age. Nearly died. I
0: don't think I was <laughs> watching it with like the, su- the, the sound loud enough because I don't think I got a, a fright at any point. Like Jade was saying, that this is quite scary when like you know, the the mummy was not quite a mummy, not quite a person yeah. yet, I should say. But I was like, no, no. And then you mentioned a couple of jump scares. I like, see, oh, yeah, I can see how that's meant to be a jump scare, but no, I don't think it ever got see, to me. Not that I'm, I'm not pretending to be like all the big man and that, but I, I didn't feel particularly scary to me. To
2: jump in on the, like one of my high points in this one is it's one of the first films I got on uh, DVD uh, along with The Matrix from Blockbusters. Yeah. Rest the Matrix was
0: the first one for me. I still yeah. remember it was um, the one I got on
2: TV. And that's that's when you got like 5.1 surround sound. I literally got like on eBay an old 5.1 well it was new <laughs> but it was proper Chinese. Um, and from, from China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like pikey as fuck. Um,
0: <laughs> the pikey Chinese of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So The, world, po- the famous travelers from China. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So yeah, 5.1 surround sound system. This this film has like memories lasting memories of being like the best sound ever um, on 5.1 surround sound. Like especially when the scarab beetles were running around and that it just it was blowing my mind. It's like they're coming from everywhere, and then <laughs> just like the, skin. yeah, and then the mummy roaring uh, and stuff like that. that.
1: I think I must have watched it at your house at one point.
2: Hi, and one of the like
1: the late night things we did. I just had to, I could hear it coming from behind me and everything. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever noticed it.
2: Yes, Krista used to love coming to my ex fests.
0: Your ex fest late at night, yeah. So again, we 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 never want to hear about these on the podcast. It's like the fishing trip and Gavin and Stacey. We do not want to hear about. These. <laughs> I don't know what I say. Um, my early high point I've got is just the opening voiceover. I thought the guy was brilliant at just explaining what was happening. And again, those names are quite difficult to say. I was like he did really well. And then I later find out that he was like the Fez guy. So the the American squad. There was the the one guy who was the bookie, the, the librarian version on their team. The guy who. Uh, he got got ben out of the room. courtyard. Yeah, um, he was no. eaten in the courtyard when all the mummies came and got him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he yeah, wore a face yeah. the entire time. Was it Down? Because about half a dozen characters do
2: uh, What's it. his name? John- Jonathan Hyde. That's his name.
0: That could be him. Uh, he was the one doing the opening voiceover. Uh, like, when he first oh, spoke. It was not, it was, what's his face? It was yeah. In the,
2: in the Magi. Yeah. It's Odad Farir or whatever he's called. Don't even say his name. He was the guy that watched over. That's him. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought it was the American guy. No. Nope. His voice absolutely matched it. Nope. Like, totally matched it. All right, fair enough then. If it was him. Well, old Resident uh,
2: Evil dude. Oh, and right. and okay, Star Trek Discovery sense. Season 3. I've never
1: three. seen him in anything else apart from the Mummy films, so I don't know what else no, he's uh, in.
2: No, he's in the later Resident Evil franchise, and he's, he's in Star Trek Discovery Season 3, and he's on loads of TV now. Oh,
0: there you go. Huh. So he absolutely nailed it, because the opening voiceover really got me into it. And so again, good that you didn't even know who it was. I get it. Honestly, <laughs> the guy's voice was like oh my god you sound exactly the same and i was like that must be that guy I read it um and then the opening scene of like it being ancient egypt and all that was amazing as well i thought this is 1999 and we've made fun of 90s movies for the special effects yeah. Most famously blade i think was the one which came out essentially the same year uh, maybe a year before and the special effects from the get-go were really really good in it uh, so yeah big thumbs up for well, the mm-hmm. opening of the film, I know Andrew used to always moan about them, and it was a quick one, so you can't moan about
2: them. I know, no, I quite like the opening film. Uh, I'm going to kind of jump into your set pieces, and it's not really related to the film at all. However, ah, good. what I did like about this um, it does have Brendan Fraser in it, and it's called The Mummy. But when I was at Universal Studios, I went on the Mummy ride. That is amazing. It is literally like the opening when like you kind of start and you're going to go and do like, a little mine train, which Sean had to wedge me in because the bar wouldn't really shut very well. So <laughs> Sean, Sean was happy to jump on me and do that. Um, but the problem is the ride lasts for quite a while because it starts off with Brendan Fraser kind of talking that they're going to kind of break into this tomb and crack open stuff. And then I'm like, this ride needs to go over. And then it just drops and then the whole fucking room goes on fire. Like, I mean, actual fire. And then you kinda of go through all the tombs and stuff like that, but it's like going through Egypt on a roller coaster. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. So, Sounds
1: good.
2: Yeah. It's basically Yeah, it's the high point for this uh, <laughs> this film made is that, that ride coaster? happen. <laughs> the, the roller coaster.
0: <laughs> At least we got the roller coaster because what was it, we theorized during Casper that, that a scene was put into the film to make a roller coaster and yeah. they, they never actually made it. So, no, this this one it. did. And it's brilliant.
2: <laughs> a lot of jump scares in it. Chris would love that ride.
1: Oh yeah, I did like a, a scary roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, I'd like I've gone on the whole jump thing as well. I like the fact that it's kind of just like a action comedy right up until Evie reads the the book and then it's like a full blown horror. There's like fucking not zombies, like mummies and stuff coming at you, <laughs> scarbeels <laughs> eating people. Are <Were laughs> you like, trying to like, say like, like
2: mummies without using the title, Chris? I
1: did. but uh, yeah, there's I like the fact that it's kind of blended comedy and horror quite, eh, horror, horror quite nicely.
0: Horror. Horror.
2: Horror. I just like all the people I, like, I know, like, from other things, like Eric Avery, who was, like, Stargate, and it's like, he's playing exactly the same guys. Oh well, in
0: like, fact, I mean, that now, guy's we never... met him.
2: <laughs> yeah, we met him. I've
0: well, met dude, him multiple times. Time I've met him multiple
2: room. times. Chris has met him. That's Chris's famous yeah. celebrity.
0: I uh, uh, <laughs>
2: I also met Brendan Fraser, uh, but he did not look like as handsome as his Brendan Fraser in The Mummy because he put the chub on. <sighs> uh, <laughs> so, But I don't blame him because, like, this is my other high point. It's a segue, but it's a high point. So, Brendan Fraser now, if you've seen him, he doesn't really look good like he does now, or well, like in this film. And it's basically because he does all his own stunts. Like, and it was a big thing for him. Like from like *George of the Jungle* and all that, he did his stunts, and it absolutely fucked his body up um, to such a degree that he's just now a fat guy.
1: Little so. fact, he nearly died in this film.
2: He did. He almost strangled he, uh, himself. He's...
1: Yeah, he stopped breathing when he was getting hanged. Yeah, and then they had to get resuscitated.
2: Yep. Ah, okay. Full on passed out. It was all that that Apparently, they um, shouted uh, like, "That guy's not moving." So they actually had to cut his rope down because the harness actually was a bit tighter than they thought. Because he has like a, a harness in his back, which you can actually see when it drops. But then the mm-hmm. rope was not as loose as they thought it was, and it actually was choking him out, and he passed out.
0: Okay. okay. So man does his own stunts. So high point uh, a bit later on in the film, and I was like, "That looked like it was him doing it." So now, now I'm yeah. convinced that it would have been him that was doing it. So I know it's
1: more dangerous, but I always prefer it when an actor does his own stunts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it. Feels- it doesn't take you out of it. Like, if you could cl- yeah. quite clearly see, like, I find it. The one that stands out to me a lot is in Kill Bill, where you can quite clearly see where it's not Uma Thurman anymore, and it's actually our stunt double doing some of the sword fighting. Uh, and it's like, but again, it's Grant Tarantino, so probably meant to do it. I don't know, but there'll be something daft like that. But yeah, it does take me out sometimes. When it's you like Rachel Weiss doing
2: it. our ladder trick at the start as well. It's like, mm, magic. Magic.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, that's my next high point, is not the ladder so much, but the the bookcase dominoes around the room i thought was really good and it's going into this i was saying to andy that i have i know i've seen this film i know what it's about and i know flashes of like sand and people out in the desert and all that but i couldn't remember anything that happened in the film and then the bookcase dominoes around the library happens and i'm like ah this is the film where that happens like somewhere in my brain i was oh i've seen this before somewhere but yeah i thought thought that was an amazing kind of again practical sets which we love on the podcast yeah the actual wasn't any CGI, no computer anime. It was Actual, you could full on see their actual uh, bookcases going round. So that was a great. i was done on
1: one take because it'd be too much of a faff to pick all the books back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But
0: yeah, no,
2: I do, I do like a practical set. I'm going to agree with that high point on this one, uh, and it blends well with CGI sets. Like there was only a couple of dodgy ones, um, but most of them were pretty good, so I can't really moan too much of that. The dodgy ones near the uh, end. Yeah. The only one
1: that really annoyed me was at the start, is when he's riding on the horse through the thing. You can tell that's completely fake, but then. Afterwards, it's a bit more...
2: No, my my only one's when he's harder. fighting the the random mummies at the end. There's a scene where it's quite clearly all the backgrounds of CGI, and he kind of runs down about three real steps, and the rest of it's all fake. That's the only bit that stood out for me, being bad, but the rest of it was really good.
0: The, I know we're throwing high points here, but I'll just chime in with my worst bit of CGI in the film was the very, 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 very end, where Imhotep is going into the kind of goo... And wow. it, it starts to look a bit funny. And it's like, oh, that's not too bad. And then the very last, as he disappears, <laughs> it's quite that someone has got a bit of a puddle and done that and then tried to CGI this real water in amongst all this actual, and <laughs> then amongst all the CGI water. And I was like, okay, there, there's the blade, the blade of blood <laughs> moments. There. Yeah, the very last bit, they just didn't quite nail it.
1: <laughs> um, I've only got a couple more bits. Uh, quite possibly the best scene in the whole movie is when. Rick lobs the chair at Benny and wipes him right out. Yeah, <laughs> down.
0: It I thought that nah, it's too small a bit. No one else is going to mention it. I'll leave it out. But yeah, and the guy, is even like, "What a shot!" Someone says when he throws it as <laughs> well.
1: Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, I'm sorry for Benny because he was actually quite a smart goon. I've yeah.
0: got Benny in my high points. I was like, we don't try and pick on characters or actors for high points, but I think the character of Benny throughout had quite a storyline all the way through, where he's not an utter idiot the entire time. He's quite smart, and he, he doesn't... Not necessarily working both sides. Like, you know who he's working with and who he's against, but he, yeah. he's quite clever in it until he full-on just... The greed gets him at the end, and that's what costs him. So I think the character of Benny is quite good the whole way through. And I thought the the actor who you've already mentioned, whose name I don't yeah. written down, I thought he did it pretty well as well, but His yeah. the
1: quote that he says is quite smart. Like, better to be the right hand of the devil than...
2: Against them or something—that's a paracol, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes. Uh,
0: but is it, it a parent
2: singing down the toilet? That's the question. <laughs> is that a parrot
0: singing down the toilet? <laughs> That's <laughs> random everywhere. Uh, but yes, Benny, thumbs up for me. Uh, the next high point I actually have is the when the the intruders break into the rooms on the boat and Jonathan accidentally sets the guy on fire. Uh, so the whole boat scene, I've criticized boats in the past on the podcast for being the worst scenes, but I thought it was quite a good boat journey that they had. But yeah, the kind of comedy slash kind of physical fighting and all that, the whole boat, I thought was really, really good. And I thought as, a, as an early part in the film, I thought, yeah, this is, I feel like I am in Indiana Jones right now. This is, yeah, this is the, the, the mood they're going for is an Indiana Jones film, yeah. and I'm very much liking it around that point.
1: Yeah, I've only got one more high point. going, got any more, Andrew? Nah.
0: Uh,
1: my last point is the absolute savagery of the whole group just driving through the Egyptians and wiping them all out in the car, <laughs> just annihilating them all just because they
2: were for memotep. Savage yeah. bastards. They had the plague? Fuck them.
0: I do feel they were a bit harsh on the on the people who were easily turned by the mummy. Yeah, it seemed to be a bit. Things got murderous quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, my last. I'll, I'll run all mine one after another here. Uh, I've got. When they get to Winston's airbase thing, and he's just living his best life out in the middle of the desert with his <laughs> gramophone and his herd of goats. So I immediately thought Black Phillip was behind the whole thing when I saw the goats. <laughs> and John Hannah's line to him of, eh, everyone, everyone else we've run into this far has died, so why not you? I thought it was a good <laughs> one. Because around that time I was thinking that ha, there's only three of them left, and they're trying to go and catch the fourth one because uh, Evie had been captured. I thought, yeah, they're just wiping out everyone who ever associated with. Them. But then it goes from there into the... Plane and the, the big sand wall after that, which to me, that's the movie, is right yeah. there is that, yeah, them escaping the big face, which reasonably well holds up. We've, we've criticized some of the CGI so far, but I think it's not too bad the, the giant face in the sand, uh, trying to catch on. I've got a fun to, uh, fact right there now
2: when they were filming mm-hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> They they had to film it really fast because um when when he puts his hands up and does that, his cape would blow up because of all the fans blowing the dust. So uh, if they left it on too long, his arse would just flap around. <laughs> that's that's proper acting from Arnold Osnell there.
0: That is a fun fact. That one, that is fun yeah, and a fact. And then my last high point I've got is O'Connell beating up the mummies at the kind of the ceremony altar thing where they were trying to like use her to bring back where he just the kind of camera follows him round as he like boots one right in the balls and then chops the head off the next grabs one grabs the and hand. punches the next one yeah they were all like it would be like awesome awesome funny awesome funny awesome like the way he was killing all of them one after the other there's always a comedy one every so often and i thought that was a really good scene and that's probably my favorite bit of the film but obviously the high for me, the high point is the, the, the face in the sand chasing the plane. Uh, on a point three in the podcast, which is the low points, where we talk about... Right, I'll, the, I'll take this one. because the There we I'll, go, Andy's taking, taking charge of the low points. Right.
2: It's, it's, it's a harsh one, but you have to bear with me on this one. The whole film.
0: All <laughs> oh, right. okay. <laughs> right?
2: Now, it's mostly because of me, right? I'm not going to say it's the film's fault. It's probably my fault. And it's because the film doesn't feel finished because the second one works so well with it. And for me, these films blend. And like, if you asked me to pick out bits, I couldn't tell you. Because I I've, I really was like, oh, yeah, this is the one where Rachel Weiss and Thingy basically have a chick fight. And it's like one of the best chick fights in films. That didn't show up in this film because it's in the second one. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's where the movie, nope, that's in the second one as well. And it's just, it's one of these <laughs> f- films that is good but it's kind of too good for its own liking where they blend in so well and it you if you watch the mummy then the mummy returns it's the same film it's like a two-parter so it's my biggest criticism of this film is it's almost too good because Mm. the second one was really really good whereas at least the terminator and Terminator 2 completely different these are exactly the same films
0: I think that now, at every episode this season where you have said that this is not as good as uh, a different version of the film. Was it like a sequel or a prequel? Yep. I think we're now, we're on that trend going now. Where oh that one was better. Oh that one was better. And then all oh, that. Like, one was better. It's, like <laughs> I said,
2: it's by no means a bad film, but I just feel like it's a low point because it's a bad film because it doesn't stand out for me now.
1: Yeah.
2: It's it's a weird I, one. I don't I know how to. Now. I don't know how to categorize it, but that's the best way I can sum it up. It, uh, if this
0: was to be remade now and i know tom cruise tried to make it however long it goes they would probably just kind of make it a bit shorter and just glue it onto the mummy returns or yeah too much of the returning like you would you wouldn't make them go away but you would just have all the bits that happen they could probably the just time.
2: still have all the bits and just do a, like a bigger film like cut a few of the bits out because that's the thing the second one just adds more to it it's not mm. the story doesn't end even though it tries to end the film um but yeah the next one just kicks off right where it left off so uh, the other, my other low point was uh, there's so many good actors in this that it actually hurts the film because I want more I want more of that mm. guy I want more of that guy I want less of him but you've put more of him in it for some reason Uh it's got too good a cast for its own liking as well so it's a low point <laughs> overall too good well, a you, cast you
1: know that now but back then they were probably little guys
2: oh yeah but even still being little guys and not knowing any of their names I still want to know more about that guy I want to know like There's only like four or five people in this film I did not give a fuck about, and it was all the American people that opened the tomb up. Yeah.
0: And they're essentially there to be that that role anyway. But they're the ones that are there to be sacrificed. (laughs)
2: Benny, I wanted to know more about. Winston the pilot, I wanted to know more about. I wanted to know about Jonathan Thingy, Erica Avery. I wanted to know all about them. But they get such little bits. And then, Mm. like, obviously in the second film, they get bigger parts. But in this film, I wanted more from them. And you don't kill o- Oma De Geely off in the first 25 minutes. Bullshit. My <laughs> boy.
1: Another uh, fun little five for him. He didn't wear anything underneath his costume, and then you can slightly see it, apparently. When he's getting attacked by the scarab, you can see his balls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for
1: It's <God's sake. laughs> a true story.
0: Chris has dragged out the gutter there that time. <sighs> <laughs> I got a
1: second episode on our own. Eh? Classic.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, goes, uh, uh, I'll go for my <laughs> low point. Well, okay. um, is the, the, the lack of violence. Anytime there's like a death, or it's like I've heard people are gonna die, it always cuts to like a shadow on the wall. Or,
2: Ah, oh, see, so I quite like that. Give it character. Uh,
1: I, I don't know, it's like I don't know what it's good to do for like age ratings and stuff like that. It's a PG 13, but like if you're gonna show somebody to die, fucking show it. Not a shadow, who cares about a shadow?
0: <laughs> okay, here, monster. Oh, thank you, Chris. It's uh, <laughs> your yeah. opinion, you're entitled to it. <laughs> Uh, any, any other little points, Chris? Or, I've got uh, a few, but I'll let you
1: go after my uh, one else. more um, after the prologue uh, about Anatep and I can't even see her name. Alkora Nushka. Um, and I found like the next scene like <laughs> completely unnecessary. I could have skipped the whole thing until like the what was it after the thing? It's the 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 war with um, Rek and the the other Egyptians. You could have skipped all that and just went straight to Evie in the library i think we went from there there's a whole like 20 minute scene that was unnecessary i thought
0: the cap- it they had to say he had been there i think that was the only reason for it wasn't it that the uh, o'connell had actually been at the place that she needed to go to it's like oh yeah we've got a prisoner who's been there but yeah it does go a bit long and it didn't mean i had an awful accounting to do but we'll come to that <laughs> yeah uh, i'll hit my couple of my low points uh This now takes a different a different meaning to it, a different feeling to it after some information that's come out so far. But O'Connell was hanged. He should be dead. Like he was dead. And the way you've been talking, Brendan Fraser was also dead. (laughs) Yes. And it's like there was no way he survived that. Like he was a dead man, and somehow they were like, oh, it's an action family movie, so actually he's not dead. But everything they did should be dead. And I did some Googling. I was like, can you survive being hanged and all this? It's like, you could survive it, but Technically, you would probably take so much damage that you would die within 24 hours afterwards. If it didn't break your neck, what damage it did to you, but, you'd probably... But you had a majestic it neck.
1: The drop and, and...
0: <laughs> well, yeah. To me, he's dead. He's a ghost yeah. through this entire film. He's also undead, like the mummy <laughs> is. Uh, I've got a lot... Of, for the first time in a while, my low points are a lot of questions. I feel like things were unanswered. And Andy is like, people were unexplained. I feel like things were unanswered. Things like, how did the camels outrun the horses? Again, I googled it. Horses are on average twenty miles an hour faster than camels, but their camels managed to outrun these horses. Not on sand. So See, that
1: bit there annoys me. Is the he's been to Ham and Up before? He knows that it's going to show when the sun comes out. He could just got a head start and kept yeah, going.
0: It's, it's roughly that way, and it, once we're yeah. there, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that. My next one. Why can he be sand when he turns into sand and goes through a lock and later on becomes a sand? Why? Why can he be sand? Yes, that that's what mummies do. die. Is that what mummies do? Why aren't Aye. all the mummies just being sand? Well, and technically, he wasn't
1: a mummy. He was never mummified. Yes, he was. As other people were mummified. No, he got. He was still alive.
2: Aye, but he was still
1: mummified.
0: That's why he's the no, mummy. Just
1: because you're wrapped in bandages doesn't mean you're mummified. That is. So main... He's
2: never mummified
1: like the other ones. They all so you're telling me the,
0: the main it. villain of the film, the mummy, is not in fact a mummy. Is that what you're telling oh, us? Fucking <laughs> hell. Freaking news. Quite a <laughs> fucking hell.
2: This took a ton of low points.
0: like revelations on the mummy podcast. Uh, and my final question I have, uh, that's my one of my low points has there ever been an ancient secret society that hasn't wanted to tell strangers that they're an ancient secret society? (laughs) Like, I feel like, oh yeah, you found this thing. Okay, here we go. So we're an ancient secret society and we know all about this now. It's like, no, you're not very secret. We just tell every random stranger who comes in. It's like, so yeah, that was my last one. A bit annoying. And again, he was the one that I feel like probably could have been it more uh, your man, the, the yeah. Bays, Mister Mister B and Bay I thought they could have been a bit more. I thought that uh, their story of their secret society could have been expanded on. So that's a few of my low points. There are a couple others i have got to save So if anyone, anyone else, right, I've got I've those. got
2: one more. Could you seem to have missed the, the gaping obvious one? Right. Well, we'll I see. like I, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Mummy, as in the Mummy himself.
0: Oh, the Mummy, the Mummy, yeah.
2: Right, the Mummy, not 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 the guy, it's just bandages, but physical human form. I like the Mummy. I have a few issues when he's not the mummy. Such as... If you're trapped in a sarcophagus for X amount of years and you can't die... And you start scratching he's for a little bit... He's
1: not mummified is he? He's still alive.
2: He <laughs> got out with the bandages. So he was in there. Why would you... like? I reckon when you're slowly decaying... Like you're dying slowly, it's going to take some time. Why would you whack your jaw off to one side and leave it really widely open... <laughs> like I, that's a, like how long did he have to go like I'm gonna die yeah. soon? I'm gonna go ah <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I was supposed to think it, he's just been going ah
2: screaming <laughs> oh, for room. like yeah. yeah, just and then he's like mouth is just locked open. It's like I find that hard to believe and then just like certain bits, like some are amazing, and this is the problem, it's like some are absolutely amazing effects. Like when he's just got a little bit of mummy, but when he's yeah. kinda like all mummy and walking, he's still got the wonky jaw and it just looks shit like visually done well like it looks good it's just the positioning and it really annoyed me so yeah the mummy annoyed yeah, me that
1: brings me nicely into <laughs> my next point is mine and bruce's old friend uh, the super stretchy cgi jaw comes back
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, who thought it was a great idea like just because he's a, a mummy doesn't mean he could stretch his jaw lower to his fucking i don't know his knees well he's been practicing for hundreds of years
2: stretching his jaw in the sarcophagus yeah
0: but also, he can be sand, so he can do anything he likes. If he could just be sand, he can stretch himself to be like yards, miles <laughs> wide. So he can stretch his jaw a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: It has looked weird. Uh, what's my last point? Um, Is it's not really a part of the movie, but when <clears> rooms <throat> are shrinking and people always like look like they're going to get their legs trapped, it gives me the fear. I hate the idea of getting oh. trapped somewhere and not getting out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like claustrophobic, but it's not proper claustrophobic because so I'm not claustrophobic. Yeah. But I just hate that feeling. And they didn't—they didn't, they didn't have a
0: hat to leave behind. Yeah. be nah, That was a low point. you <laughs> left a Benny behind though. Left a Benny. Poor old Benny. Uh, poor Benny. <laughs> so i have got two more low points. One is very quick. Uh, the quicksand bit—I don't think that's how it works. Uh, quicksand is
2: it's true. <laughs> quicksand doesn't exist. Um, quicksand's purely a Hollywood-made thing. Oh, um The—the—the the, the metaphor of quicksand—if you stand in it, uh, you'll pretty much go to your knees when you can get out. Yeah. That's it. So you slide
0: back, don't you? The yeah, fact that they're just like, like... As he goes <laughs> down... And then they just turn... I just walk a little bit to the left... <laughs> and I just walk over... I'm like... I be quick... Science. What are you doing? <laughs> so yeah... That, that, that just I was like... Yeah, that'd be funny... But... My major low point... And this is the sort of stuff that I... This is why I, I watch films... So... Again... Bear with me like Andy did... So... They... That's our good guy team... They break into the crypt thing... Then Omid Jalili... wanders off... And picks bugs off the wall... And dies... The Magi, or whatever they're called, they attack them and are like, do not go in there. So then they all, they fight, bang, 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 people die and all this stuff. And then they just, they leave. The good guy team get blackout drunk and fall asleep. Like Evie gets pished and then Jonathan's having a nap. Then the same night, they're all awake again and go back in again, open up the sarcophagus, get the book. And oh, we've got the book now. Jonathan goes back to sleep again. And then she reads from the book, raises the mummy, all the plagues start going, they run around, both towards the mummy, away from the mummy, and then the Magi all then come back to say, aha, we told you so, and then it's the next day. It's like, this is like three days all rolled (laughs) up into one here. but it's never daylight. They never change clothes. There's never this sort of, ah oh, right, we're, we're planning to do this. That, that. They just go in and out, in and out, in and out. And then the whole mid-eye team were like, don't do that. We're warning <laughs> you. And then they come back the same night and go, we warned you. It's like, just stop them going in in the first place. So yeah, that 15, 20 minute period of the film, that's my low point. It's not the whole film like Andy, but that period there. I was just like, what are they doing here? And only one of them sleeping. That's my big low point. There you go. <laughs> I you can't argue with it, so it's fact. Yeah. <laughs> <That helps>. And
2: <laughs> also, also, way there. just to add to your fact, in the Mummy Returns, there's a fuck ton of Magi. Like, <laughs> they could have easily overwhelmed the team and just stopped them.
0: Yeah. It's not like point. there's
2: three of them. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that the final low point? Anything right. else? Got any others? So, on to point four the stats. <laughs> Uh, normally when we say stats, we hear something else. I
1: I thought I heard a shit.
0: Well, you're wrong, Chris. You did not hear any shits on that episode, episode, on that film. Not one at all. Nobody said the S word whatsoever. But Andy, you keep your ear to the ground, to the sand, for a different kind of shit. So did you hear anything?
2: Uh, There was definitely telltale signs of somebody just coming out of the shitter. (laughs) Really? It's uh, one of the Americans. He kind of comes out and he's like washing his hands. Ah. So when he walks into like the bedroom, so he's definitely been in. I think his mate's shitter as well, because he's, he's in. I think he's in his mate's room, and he's definitely left a deuce in that toilet. I'm not
0: sure what 1920s Egyptian plumbing might not be the. Best, I don't know, but so it definitely looked like he was
2: coming out of the shower. Uh, <laughs> and then also another question I had about shit. There was quite a lot of them in that like kind of archaeological dig thing. Who's digging the toilets? Like, you don't you don't have plumbing out in the desert. I think it's a dig-as-you-go kind of situation, isn't it? I don't know. Like, just go should, behind
1: a, a, like a dune and...
2: What, but what's the, what's the etiquette? If you're, like, there with, like, I don't know, 30, 40 people, do you put little crosses so that somebody doesn't accidentally dig a shithole back up? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: with looking for treasure once <laughs> Oh, my yeah,
2: God. Yeah, fuck oh, It's already job. Oh,
1: by the way, I did that space over there, free, despite the fact I've just had, like... Exactly, I've just...
2: Just one of them Stop things the I was watching that scene, just going, I wonder. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> I had a similar thinking about like the same scene, but a slightly different avenue. Which was in the middle of my rant, I just had there, there's, there's a battle, and a few people died, and then they just stay there, the people, and then they go back <laughs> in again. It's like, who's dealing with all those dead bodies? Yeah. That's about at least a couple of dozen dead bodies that are just out there rotting in the sand, they're so, throwing them in the shitholes. Hole. Like, Yeah, exactly, yeah. So maybe they doubled up. Maybe that's where they they, they put the body in and then they just go on top and then cover it (laughs) up again. Uh, Back to the stats, though. Uh, There were no other swears either. They made a couple of bastards, a couple of son of bitches, a couple of using the Lord's name in vain, but nothing too hard. So a swearless film for us. Explosions, 15 I counted, but the majority of them were meteors from whatever plague that was that was hitting all the pyramids and stuff like that. So majority of explosions were meteors hitting the Earth.
1: That was actually dog food.
0: The dog food hitting the earth. Yeah, it was. That's what they used to use, dog
1: food.
2: Fun fact. I'll be genuinely
1: serious. That's a fun fact for the dog food. Oh, yeah.
2: You've got to say fun fact and don't just have a wee smile on your face and just sound all spug <laughs> about it. Thank you, Chris.
0: Carry
2: on. <laughs> uh,
0: next stat, uh, it is a... Uh, was rated PG-13 in America. I think it must have been a 12 or something for us over in the UK. 12 wouldn't have existed back then. So deaths uh, we got not, PG. Not, uh, no, it would have been PG, yeah. PG, or PG, 147 deaths, unless you count the mistress dying twice, because way back when, she committed suicide, he tried to bring her back, and she was back, and all of a sudden she was gone again, so uh, the ceremony wasn't completed, <laughs> so if you want to say that she did come back alive again, it's 148 mm-hmm. deaths, but 147, yes, I had to pause a few scenes to work out who was alive at the beginning and who's dead at the end. Uh, and yes, there were dead animals in this film. Bugs and horses died in this film. We can say that for a fact because we have this trend of animals also dying in every single episode that we ever do. So yes, yeah, so were definitely a bunch of shot and horses died in battle. counted for the film The Mummy. Despite what Chris says, I believe there were 61 mummies in this film <laughs> and I did indeed count Imhotep as a mummy in this film, so... 61 different mummies and we had 57 minutes until the mummy which I still maintain is a mummy becomes undead so we did not get the mummy in his like evil form until 57 minutes into the film and did they say the thing in this film I think they did yeah not at any point did they say the mummy nah there is one there's one the mummies and there is a few half a dozen or so mummy. Like, don't mummy. I don't want him to turn me into a mummy and all that, but not at any point do they say the mummy in the film. Uh, that's my final stat. Chris, have you got any stats?
1: Well, I, I thought I heard a Wilhelm scream, but I'm just grasping for stuff now. <laughs>
0: I also thought I heard a Wilhelm We scream. thought we heard it when the uh, guy falls off the horse. In the very
1: start? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'll but, take
0: that. Since she's may have been, it. Like, Andy raised this issue to me earlier on, that uh, it may not have been.
2: You yeah, yeah, right, have both heard it, so I'll take it. It's It sounded it sound like a fake Wilhelm scream.
0: Like an homage to the Wilhelm scream without actually using the proper noise. Uh, so we'll see. Apart from uh, that,
1: I was going to count mummies, but I couldn't be bothered. 61 I to, Yeah. There's that one scene that all start popping the grind, and I was like, uh oh, that's about four. Okay, I'm done. I can't remember.
2: <laughs> There's going to be a lot more.
0: It's not an easy job, but someone's got to no. do it. Uh, Andy, any stats?
2: I did, and it's completely went on my head. Uh, It was a banger as well, so it's something to look forward to when it pops back into my head. uh, I I shall throw it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, it may come up in our next point. So point five on the Ten Point Podcast is the Ten Point Podcast quiz, I'll throw over now to Quizmaster Chris. I'm going
1: somewhere different with this one. This one's called Who's the Mummy? (laughs) So I'm going to name... And the actor or actress, and you've got to tell me who their famous mum is. Oh, God. I'm right. okay. <laughs> oh, shit. So, this shit. Uh, Bruce went first last week, so Andrew will start this week. We'll start easy and get harder? it will all be hard. I don't know people. So, uh, I'll also t- I'll tell you what movies they have been in, so we'll give you a bit of a clue. Because uh, otherwise it will be fucking impossible.
0: Who, who they uh, think? Who the mummy? What film well, the, the mummy the mum is? The mum
1: right. So, we'll start off nice and easy. Jaden Smith. Who's your mum?
2: She, G- Pinkinsmith. Smith. Whatever, was her name? Is that her name? Uh, I'd give him that. I love it. Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> That's it. Pinkett Smith. I didn't know if I said the middle bit right or not. Okay.
1: Bruce. Mm-hmm. Billy Lord.
0: Oh. Right. I think. So, are you telling us what film anyone's been in? I'll,
1: yeah, their mother was in the original and latest Star Wars trilogy. Oh. Be, 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 be.
0: In that case, I'm going to guess Carrie Fisher. Yeah, correct. I knew that one! That was not where I was going until I got the clue there. So Fucking clue.
1: Okay. You'll probably need a clue for this one. Uh, Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Who? Um, their mom was in Christmas Chronicles and Death Becomes Her. Oh, uh, Goldie Horn.
2: Gold, golden horn,
0: golden horn, golden horn. Oh, wait, wait golden <laughs> horn. He got the names in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's golden okay. horn. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce, Maya Hawk. The
1: mother. Uh, hmm, I don't want to say this one because
0: it's really. Uh, Uma Thurman is her mom. Yeah. That's for that one, I nearly said Ethan Hawk for a second there, so I'm glad. I, <laughs> I'm glad <I> we <laughs> were
1: playing there. Andrew Rumor Willis. Bruce
2: Willis. Bruce Willis. Mm.
1: Go for the mum here.
2: Oh, I want to play the daddy uh, game. Ghost no. and G.I. Jane. Oh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, what the fuck is her name? Oh, I'm going to have to rush you. I forgot her name. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ah, Demi Moore. Nah, okay. Oh, you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: jammy bastard. Sure.
2: Yes. All I, I had was Bruce was. Willis in my
1: head.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Bruce. Dakota Johnson.
0: Oh, right, okay. She
1: was in Twitter, John, Twitter on Jump Street, but her mum was in Working Girl and Body Double.
0: Right. Was that Melanie Griffith? Correct. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. yes. These, I've only got two more, by the way, so these two could be difficult.
0: Quickly approaching another tie here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toby Stevens. Sure who that is.
1: Nah. He was in Die Another Day and Black Sales. His mum... Was in Harry Potter and Hook.
2: Harry Potter and Hook. Huh. Jessica Nappet.
1: Babe, <laughs> 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 <Beep>. no <laughs> pass her over.
0: <laughs> what, what, what's the what's the individual's name, the first person? The the son or the Stevens. It was? Stevens.
1: And the mom was in Harry Potter and, and, Potter Hook.
0: and Hook. Right, and I I, I kind of know people who are in Harry Potter, but I can't remember half the cast of Hook. So I'm going to guess Maggie Smith. Because oh, of... good guess. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Prick. Uh, so there's Bruce's turn. Last one. This is to win it. Uh, I'm expecting you to get this one because mm. you All just right. watched recently. Jason Sport- Schwartzman. And uh, it's going to be easy. Godfather
0: in the Rocky movies. Oh, oh! I've forgotten what her name is. i just watched every Rocky movie. Uh, oh, this is a shambles. Andrew, yeah. to I've totally blanked on our name, so to give Andy, Andy less time to Google it, I'm going to pass, because I can't remember.
2: Andrew, go. Left Tyler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: it was Talia Shire. Talia
0: Shire, God damn it. What? Bruce wins 4-3. Five of the movies I watched. Uh, I cannot remember Talia Shire's name. Thank yeah. you. Uh, a good variation on the quiz. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I liked it. Who's the mummy? No Bruce Willis. That's my favourite bit of the quiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> on a point six on the podcast, it's Movies Within Movies. Quickly, the films I noticed that were being referenced or parodied throughout. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Raiders well, the Last Crusade and then george of the jungle because he looked just like george of the jungle when he was in the prison cell so that made me think of george jungle uh, obviously lawrence of arabia scooby-doo because when the guy dropped his glasses and couldn't find his glasses that's velma all over right there <laughs> apocalypse now with the ceiling fan batman when he was at the window and ducktales the movie treasure of the lost lamp because this is clearly ripping off ducktales the movie especially with the character of benny being John. they had exactly the same story arc uh, chris movies and movies what have you got for us this week
1: uh, surprisingly, nobody has appeared in the of the main cast have appeared in any of the movies we've done. Um, I don't want to seem too big headed putting me as the you know Brendan Fraser and the little thing that we've got going. <laughs> so uh, I put myself as the main manager guy. Ah, because right. you got
2: because
1: you got the hair like him. I do. Mean, it's glorious, isn't it? <laughs> and um, Bruce can be Barry to Andy Zimbotep Ah, just because you're Bolton.
0: I want a different direction <laughs> because I, I like playing this game with you. I, I took on, I thought, I felt like you were going to say I was Jonathan. So I thought, right, I'll take Jonathan.
1: I, I thought about that, but I just thought. <laughs> with,
0: nah, his, I just... Uh, with the most Scottish English accent you've ever heard in your life. I've got the opposite. <laughs> I've got the most English Scottish accent. Um, <laughs> I put you as Benny, Chris. So we've given each other Benny. But Andy is most definitely, I don't know what his name is, but Omid Jalili, that's Andy. He yeah. Totally <laughs> would
2: do that, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, that's what I did for recasting. Uh, and Andy, uh, it's on to you. Movies and movies—that's your right. thing. What you it's got? not
2: it's, its not my thing because I found an Achilles heel with myself on this one. Uh-huh. I always like—I always like them to tie flawlessly. The problem is you picked a film that's old. Nineteen twenties.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> characters age. So
1: do they technically say a year at the yeah. start of the film? Well, it's uh, yeah, One, one nineteen twenty-three or something like that. Yeah. I know it's obviously that, but I couldn't remember if they actually put a so, in it.
2: It's really hard for me to tie a movie within a movie, so I literally I kinda f kind of, kind of fucked this one up. Uh, so all I've all I've really got is uh, Brendan Fraser is uh, frozen, um, and then he gets thawed out um and then does this bit, but then gets refrozen and then turns back into near, thand- uh Ne Neathanderthal. Aye. Mm-hmm. Old caveman dude. <laughs> uh and then gets Thingy out and then Polly Shore and all that take over and then madness ensues. It's the only way I could get him to the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I found an <laughs> Achilles heel of my my game. Uh, Yeah,
0: the the weakest yet, Andy is. Have I you found your, uh, The whole. Well, I might have case.
1: actually won
2: this one if I tried
1: it. Old <laughs> films.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know where you'd have gone with it. But oh no, I, no, neither do I. <laughs> Absolutely
1: yeah, Andy,
2: fuck
0: off. Point seven. Uh, I don't know what it is. What's point seven? <laughs>
2: Well, I had so many ideas for this one. But I've decided to keep it simple. Now, we all know I like Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Right? And Ryan Reynolds was in a little a little known film called Buried. Mm -hmm. Emotep was obviously buried for absolute ages as well. Mm -hmm. What would you do to pass the time if you were locked in a sarcophagus slash coffin?
0: Keep it clean, Chris. Like we a, we're a <laughs> <podcast>. Like <laughs> know, let's let's say you
2: you're going least. to survive ten days, um, and there's still hope that you might get out. So you don't want to top yourself. So death is not an escape. What do you do in a sarcophagus to keep yourself amused for ten days?
0: So right, my immediate thought is like I've not seen Buried again. I'll probably yeah. get on the podcast, but I'm thinking kill volume two. She just. She's it. She breaks a hole in it. That's what I'm thinking. But I'm also, that's a casket, that's not a sarcophagus. A sarcophagus is made of sturdier stuff. Than yes. A casket. So I'm probably just going to go, ah!
1: Uh, I'd, I'd probably just fucking sleep for the entire time. Sleeping's an option, yeah. Yeah. Like, time, if, if, break, I've, if I've got nothing in my pockets, like no, obviously no phone with games and stuff, until it runs out, I'd probably just lie there and stare at the fucking darkness and sleep
0: drawings on the inside. Have I got a light or is it pitch black?
2: Oh, you might have, have a phone, whatever you had on you when you got put in your sarcophagus. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does have a phone spoiler alert. I've a just now, so... <laughs> so... Uh, I'd probably just sleep. You'd sleep for 10 days maximum.
0: I
1: probably could. Well, i have to keep it clean, apparently. Can't pass <laughs> well, the time that way.
0: you well, didn't, did,
2: did, it clean. Because <laughs> for, for me, I, I think I would actually go down the kind of... the. I don't know. Thinking route, the meditation route. Just trying to write the world, and then practice my Jedi mind tricks to see if I can just kind of phase through the the, the sarcophagus.
1: See, I assumed somebody was going to rescue me, so I wasn't going to try the whole breaking out. Or go oh itself. no, I you don't know. Somebody
2: might way. rescue you. Somebody might not. So I yeah, will fucking sleep my life away. <laughs> you sleep so your I'll life away. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, there we are. <laughs> Buried. The worst-case scenario was that point that, seven this week, I would say. Yes. Uh, you're buried alive. I don't know where to go. I just want like to eight, mention Ryan nom- Reynolds. Yeah, he's like we'll, yeah. <laughs> getting slipped into every episode. Um, point eight, nomination is what we want to nominate for the 10-point right. podcast. I'm going point first before Chris takes go. over everything. Yeah, I've only got a few, so go for it. Right, good.
2: Go. Right, this is up here for the biggest one we've ever had. Worst plan. This film is full... Absolutely full of worst plans. However, one of the worst plans in movie history could be in The Mummy here. So, Guy sleeps with your wife, okay? Then tries to resurrect your wife so he can steal her for his own thing. Then, as a punishment, you somehow make him immortal, (laughs) put him in a sarcophagus, with a possible escape plan... Why? Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, That's exactly what plan. I've
1: got as my worst plan.
2: <laughs> Why would you just kill him? Like, surely you've just left so many loopholes there. Something's going to happen.
1: I don't understand how where the whole Ephesus comes back. He's immortal.
2: Why would you not just because like, that, okay, that was, was the curse the bell dead. end put on him. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's just that a was, curse. It would it would work if there was no way for him to resurrect the woman. Because ah, you're going to be alone forever without yeah. her. But then there's a way for her to go back as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why would you not destroy the key? You've locked them in and then locked it. You've locked the
2: books so nobody can open the books. Destroy the key. It's definitely the worst plan I think we've came across so far in movie history. (laughs) Because the guy wasn't immortal. But then you gave him an immortal ability when he comes back. And made him super powerful. Like, the pharaoh did all that. But why? What a punishment. (laughs) Oh, The the light-hearted bants that guy had. <laughs> <laughs> Just <do> that. <laughs> that that's one of my big yeah. ones that's my first big uh bigger nomination there uh worst cop where were all the cops I'm sure there was like law enforcement back then but all, the, all they had was Omedli as a slave trader like where was he getting them they've all committed a crime for having a very good time but who's rounding them up I didn't see one cop. Yeah.
0: Are the Magi police? Very good time. <laughs> I don't know if they are. <laughs> no, they're, they're, just they a,
2: med- they're just a secret society. They, they, they keep oh, themselves they to
0: themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, they do go. a very good job of keeping people away from that area, though. That was their yeah. one job. Yeah, there no. there. they had,
0: they had people World people War One do? there. <laughs> Dreadful, yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's, that could be another worse plan. Uh, I'm going to go best supporting actor, the guy that plays Benny, because, like I said, he did fuck all after this, but he was one of the best characters in this.
0: Uh, no, fact
1: but, for you. All the fucking camels hated him.
2: I, like that scene <laughs> in the film when he's trying to pull
1: the camel and it didn't move that's, that actually happened. He couldn't get the camel to move, so they kept it in the film. Every single camel just wouldn't move for him.
0: I just imagine like a camel sitting back in one of those chairs, on the <laughs> a fucking hate him. Aye, working ben, with Benny. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but uh, my, my kind of final word i am going to keep it brief—is uh, Brendan Fraser. The man can act. The man can do his own stunts, and he's got a majestic face.
1: Mm-hmm. Those I, eyes were dreamy in this film.
2: Oh. the hair, the eyes.
1: Oh, just it's all good, <laughs> all good. He was very handsome for 4 desk in this film. Actually. I know. He's yeah. like a young, he, handsome hard worker
0: as Aaron Jones. Yeah, get him the next Aaron uh, Jones movie. Needs to lose the chop now though. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, fat shaming the man. I've got, I've got very few nominations. some has got to quickly put in. Uh, I had a similar idea for the plan one, so I kinda, I'll ignore that. I mean, I've got Rachel Weisz for Best Actress. I thought she was pretty good. And I always feel like we're late on Best Actresses. But yeah, I can't f- really fault any of the acting in the film. Like you mentioned earlier, Andy, that everyone's pretty good. Uh, it's like You can't really say anyone's miscast or anyone's bad. But I thought she was, she was pretty good. And you've already mentioned uh, Brendan Fraser. So I think the only other nomination I've got that you haven't mentioned is Best Fight. And I've gone for Brendan Fraser against the mummies, uh, where I, I found it hilarious every so often, like he was killing each one in turn as he's running around. So I thought that was the best fight of the film. But I'm struggling to come up with best scene, really. I, I, I guess best practical plane. effects, put in as a category. Set, like best yeah, right, sets, um, sets. Right, okay. So Good sets. And um, best sets, and I'll go to the mummy. Uh, Chris, what have you got?
1: Um, I've got three that you haven't nominated. Uh, best here, I'll fair. <laughs> it just narrowly beats out Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Uh, best inanimate object The chair that wipes out Benny <laughs> oh,
0: There we go I think of an animal I cannot <laughs> think of one But yeah I'll go for that yeah.
1: And uh, Just because you mentioned it before The Michael Peña award
2: uh, Odette Fair For his little explanation At the start A.K.A. Yeah. Jonathan Hyde <laughs> When Bruce
0: <Yeah>. does it <laughs> Whatever it was That was Odette saying Fair. it I what
2: can't believe George you managed to find did. A different version Where he does it
0: Fucking maybe mental guys, Maybe that's the version I got this thing Honestly it sounded just <laughs> like him Because I was like Oh yeah it makes sense It would be him Because he seems to know All about this stuff as well Yeah so uh, Yes Uh, thank you Chris for nominating that because I'd forgotten to put that one in because I think that'd be good Uh, that's us and we got uh, all the nominees right on to point nine we better hurry up Uh, moral of the story what we thought the lessons would be learned of the film I've got a haiku I'll give it to you as follows do not raise the dead it rarely goes very well unless there's a cat Uh, (laughs) that's my moral of the story because they seem to be scared of cats for some reason Uh, well they explained why but yes there we go Chris moral of the story um, if your mirror
1: is facing the wrong way, just shoot it with a gun, apparently, <laughs> and it'll go Perfect. perfectly, into <laughs> yeah, perfectly into place.
0: Yeah, perfectly into place.
1: Also, a little note don't go on gun violence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gotta get that in you know?
0: there. And Andy, moral of the story
2: The size of your balls do matter. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
0: in what context does that matter in this film?
2: It says it in the film! Does it? Yes! So when? Was,
0: what it's was the, the great... context?
2: I can't remember. But it was something the guy just turned around and went? Great big cone. I think it was almost. Well, You've
1: always had more balls and brains, is what he says.
2: Aye, that's it. So yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, your balls—the size of your balls—do matter. There we go.
0: <laughs> Whatever you said, I'm, I, that's gonna be my new life <laughs> motto. I think. Uh, on to the <laughs> ten-point rating. It's the tenth point on the podcast, uh, Chris. It was your selection, so you get to pick first. What do you give this out of ten?
1: Uh, it's amazing how much you forget from a film. Like I've seen it a few times, and like Andrew says. This one and the second one kind of blend together. I was expecting things to happen in this film, which I actually didn't, but uh, it's got a bit of everything. It's got action, comedy, bit, a little bit of romance. It's got some horror. And uh, there's not very many movies that have all that. And you know, I'll give it a six. You can just turn your brain off and just enjoy the spectacle. It's not a thinking movie.
0: Uh, I'll go next, because I want to see what Andy scores it, because I know he was a fan of it coming in. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh it has aged surprisingly well for a film that's now twenty well nearly twenty-two years old. Um mm. and I, I had forgotten so much about it. I think I like it better because I wasn't remembering what's in the second one, which I've also forgotten what's in the mummy returns. So I think it's pretty damn good. Does everything it's supposed to, like Chris said, it doesn't miss on any of it. Bit of character depth lacking and the CGI could be touched up a little bit, which I think is a thumbs up for overall. I'll give it a seven. I'm gonna give the mummy. Andy, what are you giving the mummy?
2: Right. This is the weakest one, other than the third one, because that one was shite and the Tom Cruise remake. So actually, it's up there in the top two films for the Mummies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't like that, yes.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, the third one is a complete utter fucking disaster. Uh, I like Mummy Returns way better than this one. It's my favourite one, even though it's got an annoying little brat kid in it. Uh, but surprisingly, the kids are actually pretty good in it. Uh, this film, it just seems like. It's missing something, and it is purely because they made a second one. If I had just seen this film by itself, I'd be all right with it. Uh, But because I watched the second one, I keep forgetting things and adding extra bits in it. But I like the film overall, and I'm going to agree with Chris for the first time ever. And it's a six.
0: A six from Andy. That scores pretty well overall. I would say it's that which means the final score, the official rating, is indeed a six from the Ten Point podcast, uh, with only me rating it a touch higher than that. That's happened in the past, but again, we're all across the board. I think that this season we've been quite even. We've agreed on most films so far. Oh, just you wait. So far. 19 in total and a six for the official rating. Now, Andy's excited. I'm assuming it's to do with what he's picking next. So, Andy, why don't you tell us what's next on the podcast?
2: Right. So, you know, I like a certain little year. It's a good year. It was when all the best movies oh came God. out.
0: Was it between ninety four and ninety six that sort of era? Is yep. it?
2: Yeah. The the classic nineteen ninety five. It's it's a film So it's an that, action film. It's it's a film that's got something completely different in it that I've not done yet. Uh it's got oh, some right. different elements. Uh it's also that stars a lot of is. a lot of people that we've not done. We've only done one person that's in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, who only turns up as a small part. Um, and Chris is going to absolutely fucking hate this film. Like, I mean, I'm going to say it, and the reaction on his face for all you people watching on YouTube, it's going to be hilarious. So I'm going to watch it as well. I've decided to go for the 1986 film, Oh, The Little what? Shop of Horrors.
0: Did he do a face? I've never seen it. He did a lot of her face. It he looks happy. Yeah. His face looks happy. You well,
2: know, Nicola keeps talking about this film. She loves it. I
0: don't it, know if it's this
2: one or if it's a remake. It, so series. I've decided to go for the comedy horror musical, Little Shop of Horror starring Rick Moranis.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris reacted there.
2: There we go, because he didn't know it was a musical. What
1: yeah. where have we done nineteen eighty six?
2: We haven't. We have. No. Was, so that dope. whole
1: point, oh this move this going back to that year that we've done more than once, it's just a load of shape.
0: Did I I was talking about. how
2: I like 1995,
0: yeah, was, but yeah. I didn't. I you went from anything.
2: 1986.
0: <laughs> he's the, the the master of distraction is Andy. You uh, think you're going over here, and then he goes over there, sort of thing. Uh, Prestige. Well, there you go. Uh, I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm very much aware of it. Uh, Neither am you know, I, actually. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, I'm yeah, bringing yeah.
2: some Broadway to the Ten Point Podcast.
0: Uh, something a bit different. We like things that are different here. So everyone, you now have seven days to watch a Little Shop of Horrors. We'll find out if you can find it anywhere. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming here, there, everywhere. Uh, please like, favorite, share all of our episodes, all of our posts, anything that you see that we do. Try and get our name out there, and we'll all speak to you next week on the Ten Point Podcast. <laughs>